1: Welcome to the WREL Daily Download. I'm Amanda Lamb. And in today's deep dive conversation with WREL reporter Chelsea Donovan, we're going to talk about the ongoing investigation into the recent murder of two teenagers found dead in Orange County. Chelsea, welcome to the program so let's recap the scene for our listeners who may not be up to date on this 18 year old devin clark 14 year old lyric woods were found dead on september 18th by two men on four wheelers tell us about the circumstances of that and and where they were found
2: yeah so where they were found is a sort of a very rural area in western Orange County it's technically in Effland, and um, you're right two ATV riders who were going on trails back in this um, sort of gravel road area in the Buckhorn Road area were checking on their trail cams and that's when they found those two bo- bodies sort of near a power line easement um, like I said it sort of was in a heavy break brush area off Buckhorn and Yarborough roads. Um, and it's interesting because that gravel road is actually about two miles from where Lyricwood's family lived. So it's very interesting just how close the proximity to where she lived and where she and Devin were found.
1: And they have not said anything about how they died yet, correct? We know that
2: um, from the press release from the Orange County Sheriff that there were multiple gunshot wounds.
1: Okay, okay, so they have released that. So, obviously, this is shocking to the community, to the families. You know, two teenagers killed, one of them so, so young. I know the families reported them missing, and I understand pretty early in the investigation there was talk about— Seeing um, them in a vehicle. Can you talk about that?
2: Right. So uh, we know that the missing persons report for um, Lyric um, says that around like 11 o'clock on Friday night, her stepfather saw her get into the shower and then saw her go to bed. Um, When her stepfather and mother woke up the next day, they noticed that she wasn't in her room. And he indicated on that police report that she might have slipped out a back door, which was unlocked. Um, The report also goes on to say that someone saw her that next morning around three o'clock on Saturday morning right in the area of Buckhorn and Yarborough Road where her body was found and she was riding in the car with someone. Um, Devin's missing person report doesn't indicate anything of that nature um, but his mother in subsequent interviews that happened after this um, alluded to she also kind of gleaned from investigators that they the two of them were riding with a third
1: person. And I know when something like this happens I mean You're in a rural area, so there's not a witness per se, but there was someone who heard gunshots. And I guess in a rural area, that's not so unusual. So maybe at the time they heard that, they didn't think anything of it. There's hunters, there's target practicing going on out there. Um, Tell me about that report.
2: Yeah, there was a guy that we talked to right across from where the crime scene was, and he's lived in that area for 40 years. And he said that he saw, or heard rather, an automatic gun go off with more than five rounds. And I said, you know, well, there's a hunting range just like a mile down the road. And he was like, it was absolutely emphatically not that because it was so close. And it was around one or two o'clock that morning, um, the day before they were identified. So that was very interesting. I think um, we put a lot of stock in that because he's lived there for so long and he knew that it wasn't just the normal gun range sound that he's used to hearing in the middle of the day. This was overnight. Like in the wee hours of the morning. Right. But he
1: reported that after this investigation started. Correct. He didn't report it at the time. Okay. Um, So pretty quickly, they zeroed in on a suspect, a 17-year-old who, when a 17-year-old is arrested in North Carolina, they initially go through the juvenile system. Um, How quickly did this happen and, and what did you learn about the arrest?
2: So they found their bodies, I believe it was Sunday around 3 o'clock on the 18th. And on Tuesday, two days later, um, they mentioned that they had filed a juvenile petition against that 17-year-old. We know they, they can't be named, but um, charging that person with two counts of first-degree murder. Um Obviously, it's a juvenile, so you can't release any information. And like you said, um, if there's probable cause or an indictment for the juvenile, then a district court judge will give the case to Superior Court, and then it can go on from there. But we know nothing besides the age and that they had filed a juvenile petition, which basically is just sort of initiating a formal court proceeding.
1: And we don't know if they're looking for anyone else. We have not heard that. Okay. Okay, great. Well, we'll be back after the break with WREL's Chelsea Donovan talking about who these young people were and how their families are dealing with this tremendous loss. Welcome back to the WREL Daily Download. I'm talking with Chelsea Donovan, WREL reporter, about the recent murder of two teenagers in Orange County. Chelsea, I know that you've done a lot of research on who these young people are. You've talked to the family members. Let's talk about Devin Clark first. I know he was from Mebbin, attended Alamance County High School, played football at one time. What are you hearing about Devin? Yeah, we
2: knew that he was sort of a standout wide receiver for that high school. Um, He lived in Mebane with his father, sort of splitting his time between there and his mother's home um, in Caswell County. Um, His mother just said he was just a gentle soul, very caring, so many friends, and he had um, an affinity. Loved sports cars, four-wheelers, and dirt bikes. And so they did a lot of memorials with folks riding dirt bikes and four-wheelers and stuff like that in his honor. But overall, he just seemed to be a standout sports star with a lot of
1: friends in that community. And they did a balloon release for him. They did a vigil for him. Okay, They did in Alamance County on the football field. Gotcha. Um, So... 14-year-old Lyric Woods. I know she went to Cedar Ridge High School in Um, As you said in the first half of the program, they didn't realize she was missing until the morning that they thought maybe she slipped out a back door. And I also saw one of your reports about her grandfather was one of the firefighters who responded to the scene. I mean, that just had to be really devastating beyond words for something like that
2: Yeah, to we, happen. We haven't been able really to talk to Lyric Woods' family. They've really sort of been... Um Private, which is you know completely understandable, but I did learn from one of the grandfather's longtime friends—they are—they uh, ride in the Patriot Guard together—that he did respond. I mean, it's unfathomable to think about responding to his granddaughter. There, um, he was—he is a firefighter for Effland. Um, we know that she was a freshman at that high school, very family oriented, a lot of brothers and sisters, and also um, was a, is a longtime volleyball player, so she's also very athletic as well.
1: Um, and I know that Devin Clark's family has said they did not know Lyric Woods or her family, so we don't really know how they met because they were four years apart.
2: Yeah, it is interesting, the relationship. She's 14, he's 18. They don't go to the same high schools. I mean, there's a great distance between the two. So it is, it's sort of a mystery, too, how they knew each other. Maybe they met through a friend or social media. But um, just from understanding and talking to people and students, all we know is that they
1: had some sort of friendship. Gotcha. So I know in some of the coverage, um, Clark's family were upset at first about how the investigation had been handled. They they said they weren't being allowed to see their son's body and, you know, to confirm the identity. Has that been resolved? And, and what did you figure out was that
2: all about? When we initially talked to Devin's mom, Tiffany, on the scene that day, she was pretty upset because she said, she didn't even know if it was him. Like, she couldn't wrap her brain around that. The only thing that she knew on the scene that day is that police told her what he was wearing, and it. And she called his father, and it matched what he last saw him wearing. Um, she actually didn't get to view the, fo- the body until this past Friday, which is ultimately about two weeks after he died. So she felt very slighted, and her attribution was possibly that since Lyric Woods' family... Um, had sort of a law enforcement tie she felt like they were just moving along quicker with that um we we can't obviously confirm that but what she did is she hired a, a an attorney in hopes to move quicker and sort of put pressure on law enforcement to allow her to see her son in Orange County um and they just also felt like, kind of like the rest of us, really, that the updates weren't coming fast enough. So they had that attorney sort of work with them to put the pressure on law enforcement, which is understandable. However, it is still part of an investigation and they can only um, release so much in, with the goal of not
1: tainting anything. Absolutely. And, and I would imagine, I know you've talked to some people in the community. I mean, they've got to be just um, horrified hearing something like this.
2: I think everybody is is desperate for answers, much like we are. You know, you you hear about this and you want to know what happened and you want to know what that motive is. You want to know what they were doing that late at night in a car. How did they get to the field? There's so many unanswered questions that just has this community sort of waiting and wondering.
1: Yeah, I mean, why? That That's the biggest question. So I know we don't know a lot about the suspect right now because that person is a juvenile juvenile. But in our state, obviously, uh, we have a law that would allow the prosecutor, if certain factors are there, to take this case and move it into adult court, correct?
2: Right. So right now, everything has to be very private because it is a juvenile. But in our state, first-degree murder is a class A felony. However, we know that 16- and 17-year-olds who commit murder, they're no longer automatically charged as an adult because of the raise the age bill that passed in 2019, so three years ago. So, they're first heard suspects ages like 10 to 17, I believe, in juvenile court, where then they can transfer them into the sort of adult criminal process. So, that's sort of where things stand. In terms of what the DA said, he says that he's not able to make a decision yet on whether or not he's going to try this 17 year old as, as an adult. That will come hopefully. Um, when their grand jury meets, and that's in October.
1: And so obviously, if this is moved into adult court, then this person's identity becomes public record. The hearings would be uh, viewable by the media, and we'd be able to share that information. Exactly.
2: And so we're sort of waiting. The sheriff's been putting up updates that when he knows something or when that person is in custody, he will let us know. But for all intents and purposes, we don't even know if
1: the juvenile is in their custody yet. Right. Okay. Okay. Well, thank you, Chelsea, uh, for talking to us and sharing your time and insight on this difficult story. And thank you for listening to the WREL Daily Download and making us a part of your morning routine. Another great way to get WREL news is the Morning Briefing Newsletter. It's a daily email waiting in your box every morning with Triangle news, events, and headlines to get you ready for the day. Sign up at WREL.com backslash newsletter.
0: Jake, I'm getting worried. My house hunt's taking longer than expected. We've made so many offers and keep losing out you could really use the JAG Advantage. What's the JAG Advantage?
1: The Jim Allen Group, number one real estate team in the state since 1996 with the largest inventory of home sites in the triangle, 11,000. And they rep more than 65 communities.
0: The Jim Allen Group?
1: Oh, I get
0: it. The JAG Advantage.
1: Learn how you can score with the Jim Allen Group at thejagadvantage.com. Equal housing opportunity